Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakdowns, the unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings.
Child sound is strong from the Thank you. 
is true. That which is above was from that which is below. That which is above was from that which is above. The first circle of the thing. And it's all things in the mind, the meditation, all things in creation, that's my mind, the transformation. His father is the sun, his mother is the moon. The moon is in its belly, the earth is dismissed. It is the Lord's fault, the consecration of the universe. Its innate powers are perfected and turns to earth. Of the gross, the earth of the heavens, gently and preferred in jewelry, it rises from earth to heaven and then descends back to earth, thereby combining with, within it both the powers of the above and below. Thus you obtain the glory of the universe. All obscurities will be clear. This is the greatest of all powers, as it penetrates every subtle thing, and no one thing. This is how the universe was created, and from this will come many interpretations, because this is the pattern. Thereby I am called Christ's greatest Hermes, because I possess all the parts of this.
And what we lost shall be found. We back at it. It's another Tips and Tricks Tuesday on this wonderful 23rd of April. You know what I'm saying? Give thanks. First World Order Radio. Peace, prosperity, protection, good health to all in all. Yeah, got lost out there for a second. They trying to plug it down, but we, you know, what I'm saying we plugged it in and plugged it up. So uh, we're gonna get it in in a few seconds. First, I want to get some salutations. Happy Born Day to the God, Dr. Aleem, on the other day, 19th. Give thanks. Um, give thanks to the whole family, to uh, First World Order family, to all the Washington, the Desert, the Monday Moors out there in general, the whole family. You know, what I'm saying everyone, you know, under the the green sun, everyone under the sun. But uh, little technical difficulties on the jump, but we in here now. It's Blackwater, the metal magician, Elohi, Atepu El Bay. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess that's fitting. The hook on this is uh, I lost your baby. Because <laughs> uh, we was out there, lost in transition for a few minutes, but we back in it to win it, you know? Um, so yes, indeed, we are here. Today's topic will be the science of Baphomet. So, uh, we're going to bring it in with that, you know what I'm saying? And as we, uh, as we dialogue and everything, just, you know, just stick with me for a minute. I ain't going too far all over the place, like to talk about everything should be copa copa. You know, got some notes and all that good stuff, but basically we just gonna we just gonna do it, you know, and just have a good time doing having fun tonight. Breaking down this document thing, the energy within it, you know, the, the mystery behind it, the misinterpretation or the misinformation behind it as well. So alright, let's uh put our paws in this thing and start digging, right? All right. First and foremost, I always got to, this is like my disclaimer right here. <laughs> this is the disclaimer. Um, false evidence appearing real. No fear. No, really, my disclaimer is, uh, well, basically, I'm not a psychologist. Um, I'm not a medical doctor. You know, I'm not a scientist or a neuroscientist or uh what is a, a astrophysicist or nothing like that? Uh, but you know, I did stay at a Holiday in, in Express last night. I did stay at a Holiday in Express, so I think uh, just being in that building alone balanced it out. Now this is I always say that. But anyway, we're going to start it off by just a little information on symbols and whatnot. So we end. False evidence appearing real. There's a lot of symbols out there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that we look at to represent who or what we think we are, as well as the matrices in the physical sense outside of us. You know what I'm saying? That being the symbol of Baphomet there, um, just to break down what symbol is, it's a hologram, basically, you know, basically all things in the spectrum of light are holograms or holograms, 
hollow, you know, you can change out the, the R and L is in the change rule that you know, so change out that R to it. I mean, the L to an R, hollow, you have Horo or Hulu, light. Then you have Gur Am, so you have Am meaning mind or brain matter, basically, and Gur means silent, so it's the light from the silent mind, hologram. So in our meditations, we bring about or bridge in that um, that energy from, like, uh, what was that, Thor, the bridge on Thor, Biscar, or whatever, as they were bringing it in. I can't even recall what it's called, but uh, this, the glimmering bridge, but that's equivalent to the dopamine pathway in the substantial nigra and all those phosphorus, phosphorus type of colors coming in from the brain, bringing in different elementals throughout, from the universe's perspective and cosmic perspective. We're going to get into that a little bit in a second. But we're dealing with symbols, and in regard, it's not the word or the law that would dictate the world. It is the symbol. That's a statement made by Confucius. The symbols relates to an archetypal construct that enlivens the dormant phase of our indwelling intelligence, or inside God's speech to our genetics as intelligence. So as the symbol is introduced to the conscious mind, it is registered as the particular definitive in place and time, and it is determined by a sensual and logical mind to be whatever the definition is. In our normal pattern of thought, we rarely recognize value of symbols from a subconscious, superconscious level. The actualization of the symbol is initiated from a non-material atmosphere when the forces of attention is accumulated to a high degree, the symbol reforms itself into the material side of life. This can be seen in physics as rest motion when light and sound, or when light is bent by the force of gravity and forms a physical object, uh, from the gateway of an unseen threshold. This view is a point or it is based on the origin of light and it can be looked upon like a point or a dot. So from a nominal reality into the realm of objects or the phenomenal reality by way of light or information, there again, the hologram. This has also been termed as light code spectrums by the master teacher, Dr. Valentine, whereas we have stepped down information from high waves of mental activity that preclude the local manifested thought. So the unseen intelligent reality is then basically um, brought down by way of that flow of energy on that belt. So as we interpret symbols, sometimes it can leave our leave us in an altered state of being or an altered state of mind. And this can be looked upon like brainwashing or brain stain. So again, as the symbol is introduced to the conscious mind, it's registered as whatever it is. So in most cases we look at the Baphomet as some type of demonic being or devil being because of what it's been, it has, how it's been portrayed in the past few hundred years um, by way of um, religious uh, diuretics or dogmatic religion. 
know what I'm saying, against what is being stated inside of the symbol or the abstract function of what we're looking at. So black magic, white magic, whatever, light, dark, it doesn't really have any play inside of how we gather the information and then uh, emit it or we we take it in and then we put it right back out. That's that's what it's going to be. But as we look at this from a from the language of magic and whatnot, so magic as defined is a body of techniques that can consciously alter the perception of one's identity. So I believe that science and magic are complementary approaches to the world, somewhat like an off-and-on switch of a uh, of a power unit. So you got the analytical world of, of what we call the scientists, and you have the experiential world of the mystic and the analogical world of the magician. And they shouldn't have any type of conflict within those three realms. So to approach magic without logic and discipline, one will invite delusions and obsession. And to seek the mysteries without intuition, passion, and belief, it may bring about stagnation and also academia, just knowing something and being aware of it. So we must be able to both observe and participate with this magic, which is basically your melanin, because this is a method of taking advantage of the relationship between the consciousness, knowing, you know what I'm saying, the information which is being and the energy which is doing. So knowing is the interface between being and doing, and it affects all things in every realm. Knowing is half the battle, the application or the participation within the arena of life with the energy that we have uh, learned or remembered, basically, that's the other half, the 50-50. All right. So we're looking at this symbol right here. This is the Baphomet, or the Baphomet. You know what I'm saying? We're going to look at how um, and what this is pertaining to as far as, as, far as uh, the name, first and foremost. I mean, it's, it's been titled different... Um, has different appellations, been retitled, titled, you know, but basically the original name or as far as uh, Alephus Levi who wrote the book a couple hundred years ago that had this illustration in it, which is one of the most famous illustrations of what we call the Baphomet, um, the Temple of Baphomet or whatnot. Um, so in his book, Dogmas and Rituals of High Magic, he uh, put this illustration in there, this picture, which he, he uh, put together over time. It's a, a correlation of different symbols of different um, deities. We'll talk about that in a second. But basically the origin of it, is the goat of Mendes, what they call the goat of Mendes, the black goat and whatnot. This black goat um, 
is a mouse. Not a black mouse, but To go to Mendy's is uh in re- in retrospect to go to Mendy's you talk about it. Mendy's is a city where it was a, a known ancient Egyptian city um, called the Jet, and the deity of the Jet was Per Ban Per the Jet, which basically means Per means a house or domain. And Ba means soul, Neb means um, a light, and the Jet means, um, the, well, it's the backbone or the pillar of Osir. So the Jet has different different meanings, but basically you can look at it like uh, like it is Osir because they said, because um, in, in, in the mystics or the mystery systems, they said that the jet is basically I saw in the when you go to Mindy's is basically a depiction of a sewer. Okay, so the backbone, Baphomet of Mindy's, go to Mindy's, again Mindy's or Mindy's is the Greek derivation of the city in Egypt or Kemet called the jet, and in that representation or how they were calculating that, basically they were just talking about the ram lord of the jet, the domain of the ram lord of the jet, because the word ba and and soul, or or basically they sound the same. Reason being is because the sound that the ram or the sheep makes is ba, so they our ancient brothers and sisters took upon itself to utilize that sound, ba, 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 you know what I'm saying, as uh, as the title of distinction for the soul. Not to say we sheep or not like that. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. These are all hidden, coded messages within a mystery system. Remember, religion is based on three aspects. You have your Mythos and knowledge, the information, Bible, the Quran, the Torah, whatever. Then you have your rituals, which are based on um, dates concerning different um, points within the map of the calendar. And then you have the mystics or the metaphysical um, dialogue or the metaphysical interpretation, which connects those dates with the cosmos inside of what we're looking at, like in the Bible, to talk about the the um, the four beasts that sit, across, sit around the ancient of days and everything. Relation is talking about the four the four different changes within the the seasons and all that, and how you know March and, and, and you know, and then we go into summer solstice and autumn equinox and the winter solstice and all those different entities that are in, inside of that circle are related to those four interchanges. So that's cosmic um, interpretation from a mystic point of view, but we look at it literal due to the definitive of what the papal church or what 
you know, someone has stated in repetition to where we, you know, have a grasp on certain parts of the reality, but not the true um, hardcore underlying message that's within that reality. So we get we get caught up on what it, it seemed to be, not what it truly may be to our own self and our own perspective and experience. All right, so when we're looking at that thing, we got to notice and remember that it is it is a symbol. You know, it's just that. So, again, symbols are placed right in front of us, eyes, and we may not readily understand or overstand or understand what it really is telling us from a spiritual perspective. One thing I've been taught is to spiritualize everything. Don't just look at it in a physical sense because then I think what happens is we get caught in a, a loop or a stupor, a rut of disbelief. And as it grows and grows and grows and grows, it can become very distasteful if we don't know, if we don't have the leisure or we don't have the key to the map. All right, so again, get back to uh, to the info. So this Greek name Mendes is uh, then transformed from um, the jet, and the deity of the jet is per by the jet. And this is a uh, this is hold on. This is a depiction of Baneb Dejet, or Per Baneb Dejet is the name of the city. Again, Per means the domain. The deity's name is Baneb Dejet, is equivalent to Kanun from the south. So you have the ram's head, which uh, you know some people mistaken for a goat's head, but it's really the ram's head there. As you can see, not a goat. Um, but that's all good. The canoe is the equivalent god in Upper Kingdom or the South. You know. It was a clip on upper and lower Kemet for Egypt. As you know, uh, lower Kemet was actually the northern part and upper Kemet was the southern part due to the depiction of the geographical and how our ancestors looked at the geographical disposition. You know what I'm saying? They were more accurate than uh, the, these people here today in their observance. That's the way we do things. Some people might not see it like that. Up is down, down is up, but that's what it be. All right. All right. So there are several different concepts wrapping around the roots of the name. Baphomet, as you know, um, 
one of the most common explanations is that it's an old French corruption from the name Muhammad. So it's like it's a Latinized version and pronounced Muhammad, M-A-H-O-M-E-T, similar to Bakhmet, who is Muhammad is the prophet of Islam. But during the Crusades, we know that the um, Knights Templars, yes, daughter, I'm, uh, what's up? It's a lot. No, I'll take you back. I'll take you um, in a little bit. Well, I can take you in the morning if you want, in early in the early part of the day, before 9.30. But, you know, call Virginia and let her know. All right. So, um, as we know, the nice Templars, they say, um, traveled abroad and were introduced to the Arabian mysticism by uh, Middle Eastern countries. Um, I don't know if that's to be true. The nice Templars were, of course, Moors. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? And to be introduced into Sufism, basically, and to be the ones to that were uh, were the creators of that is kind of uh, you know it speaks against the truth. And the reason being because it is a lot of misinformation out there. You know the story about what happened to the Templars, uh, Knights Templars. Um, basically, they were. Uh, Uh, you could say uh, scapegoats by the Papal Church back in uh, back in that day, due to um, the church. Well, basically, the, uh, who was the King Philip? He owed he owed the Knights Templars a lot of money. You know, the Templars was was getting a lot of treasures from all over the place. But you know, they're pretty much. Uh, you know, they were billionaires, too. They had all that, you know what I'm saying? But basically, they were funding to build cathedrals like the Notre Dame, you know what I'm saying? They actually funded to build that. But uh, so what happens is the church owes them, and, and, you know, King Philip and everything owes them a whole bunch of money, and he's like, shit, I can't pay all this money back. But he also knew that, the Knight Templars was a great army, so he's like, if I don't pay all of it back, they might retaliate. So what he decided to do was get hundreds of Knights Templars to to basically inherit, heretic, you know, going against the church. So they they labeled them as heretics and said uh, they were worshiping demons and stuff. And one of the demons was Baphomet, and all uh, that, you know, said they was homosexuals and everything. Some of them. I mean, they they tortured them basically and made them confess to things that may not have been true. And, uh, one of the most more famous stories is about um, Jacques de Molay, or Jacques de Moray, like I say. You change that L over, you have de Moray. But uh, one of the more famous stories is about his uh, arresting, how he was arrested and then forced to. Um, comply to, uh, you know, basically confess to saying he was uh, worshiping Baphomet or whatever and all that. But then when he was, uh, 
ready. They were about to light him up, and they asked him again. He said, "Nah, that's not true." And he actually cursed the uh, King Philip and um, and um, Pope Clement, and told him and said that they both would be dead within a year, but not which actually happened. So they say, which you know, what I'm saying, um, what is uh kind of strange about the whole situation is that how the church how the church is involved in in uh, murder or whatever or burning people at the stake due to money, owing money, basically, you know what I'm saying? That's and is uh like I said, that's one of the most most more famous uh, as well as like Jonah Ark and, and different things that took place. But they said it was you know, warlocks and witches and all these things and all that. When in retrospect, it was all about hiding the fact that uh, they didn't want to pay back a certain amount of money to them. So that's the conspiracy of uh, them being involved with satanic worship and everything, the Baphomet head and all this stuff came to light. But like I was saying, What's ironic is that all the stories that the Templars that were accused of being satanic worshippers and what they were worshiping and all that were different. That no one had the same same type of story saying it was this one Baphomet, but they stuck that on them and everything. So that's probably misinformation about how the word or the name Baphomet was derived um, out of out of uh, this uh, scenario, it could be you know, you know the way I look at it from my own perspective is it is a uh, it's coding it's a capitalistic coding. You have to look at the word backwards. So you have Baphomet. Uh, the Ba is Ab, and that means father. And then you have O, which will be an acronym stating Omnium, Omnium, Pots. That's P-A-C-T-S. So Omnium, Omnium, Pots, which basically means peace of the universe. So Omnium is basically universe, Pots, peace, and Omnium is meaning. So universal peace to all men, and then you have Tim, which is temple, basically meaning temple. So Ab or Abbas is father. So it'll be temple Amnim Hamnim Pax Abbas, father of the temple of peace for all men, or the temple of Solomon. And we know Solomon's soul, um, on, so that's son, son, and son in three different, uh, there are three different languages. So we have soul, son, Latin, if I'm mistaken, um, in um, Sanskrit, and on, in Anthropometic. Soul, um, on, so the three sons, the son behind the son behind the son, the son being. The three sons, from my knowledge, is uh, speaking on series, then our son, and then 
as it reaches our pineal gland or the solar plexus region, if you will, the heart. And it infuses us with light and energy and life. So from my own perspective, as I said, that could be the best take on what Baphomet, the name, could mean, you know what I'm saying, as far as um, the Father, the Temple of Peace of All Men, the Temple of Solomon, Temple of Peace of All Men, Hotel, if you want to, you know what I'm saying, whatever. I mean, it is good to be, to have inner peace, but it is not really speaking on a being outside of itself, you know, got to remember that, but the Father, the Temple of Peace of All Men, and they're using these words, Father, which is a very um, patriarchal type of title dealing with what was going on at that time. And, of course, uh, you know, that we are moving into a matriarch reality, but basically they use that word a lot, the Father, and he, the side of religion, especially in America. I bet. So we go look at look at that uh, in other words. In other words, as we, I mean, we have done the knowledge on it. So we got like Rain Man and everything. So you look at the word Rain means the branded blessing from above. It's water. You know, water that is falling is rain water. But if you look at it metaphysically, you know, again, not just reading it out of book or whatnot. As far as uh, the the knowledge is concerned, go deeper into it, and we look at it from another perspective, we got abundance. We have abundance, you know what I'm saying? So a heavy fall or something coming down, you know, brings about light, you know what I'm saying? That's what water does, rain, you know what I'm saying? And the ancients had a specific day, which was actually the new year, that coincides with the summer solstice and the flooding system um, or the Indian of the now, and that will be that will also correlate to the new year and bringing down that rain, you know, saying of abundance. So, abundant blessings from above, or uh, rain man, you know, saying as far as that old, as people were saying, even uh, the Eminem had a song, Rain Man, you know, um, which was speaking on, uh, I guess, that energy, you know, what I'm saying. If we look at it in that sense, you know, that's what to do. Do what thou will. You know what I'm saying? And that's the total law. You know, and not to get into the Lester Crowley type of thing. I, I, I mean, you know, study and, and research, but find out what's good for you for the most part. You know, everything for everybody. You know, rituals and magic and all that stuff, it might not be for you. Monday. I mean, I, I participated with it for a minute, but I found it to be like a, a backdrop to collectively knowing thyself within the simplistic yet complex mannerism of the breath, which holds all things together, basically. And once that takes place, you have what's called knowledge of self deep within that, that metaphors, I mean, um, yeah, metamorphosis. Thank you. All right. So rain man, abundant blessings from above for, for man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm looking at it like, that sounds familiar, um, rain man, 
you know, I, I, I read different uh, religious, if you will, spiritual texts, uh, such as the Red Vida and the Upanishads, and also the Ramayana. You know, the Ramayana uh, is a book that's basically talking about Hanuman, but Rama is a deity within the book who um, employs, I guess you could say, Hanuman to find his his uh, counterpart, his, his wife, Sita, who was kidnapped by uh, uh, a demon god, what's the demon god's name? Uh, I forget. What is it? My God, he had my good but he was, he was, um, she was kidnapped by him. So Hanuman, in turn, goes out and has to do certain things, go through different obstacles, and eventually he rescues her. Being a guy, but the word Rama um, is Sanskrit, and it means it has two related meanings. One, it means dark color or black. And it's, um, it's associated with the word Rachri, which means night. And Rama also means beautiful or lovely. Another title of uh, Rama is beautiful, lovely moon or Rama Chandra. So this word Rama again means dark. Colored or black, Rama. So I word Rama, Ramayana. Yana means it basically means uh, a mode or method of doing something in the spiritual, in the spiritual sense. So the dark or the unseen mode of spiritual practice. And that, you know, to me, ties it right back into who you are, knowledge of self, knowledge of self, the ill, knowledge of the Kaido, the spirit of God, power of God. And that's knowledge of your melanin, basically. Know thyself, Kim Tum. Kim Tum again means Tim complete and Tum complete and uh, Kim black, so the complete black, you know. And Rama is the incarnation of the God Vishnu. Vishnu is the God of of uh, not wind, but just value. We go through this right here. He was represented with blue skin, so it goes back to Krishna. And how that is talking about um, the black blue, the blue black, the melanin. Hmm. Hold up. 
Krishna Dev. Hare Krishna, Krishna Dev. Story of Hanuman is uh, not meant to be literal. It is very symbolic. I've read it. So Hanuman is one of my favorite characters again, uh, in Hinduism. You know, as far as the theory line, what it means symbolically, as a sense of a psychological and spiritual message. We obtain the meaning of symbolism that's within it. It, or it organizes and to understand it, you, you have to uh, really know what's going on within yourself. But, so I, of course, I use the tree of life, the two things, or the, tree, the Kabbalah, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the tree of life. And when you look at it in that case, you see that there is a triunity, a trinity, with Shiva. Um, Shakti and basically Hanuman. So all creation is based on the union of the other female energy. And then inside of that union is both offspring. So in the case of Hanuman, there's been a lot of stories that have been birthed, but basically, Right at this moment, it's we talk about things in the storyline is like they were uh, Shiva and his consort, Havati, uh, were out playing. But playing does not mean like just having fun, like to talk about playing, it's like the movement of energy. So they was enjoying each other inside that forest and were basically enjoying nature. You know, the energies, the two masculine, masculine and feminine energies of electromagnetism. Electromagnetism was enjoying nature, and then in doing so, the symbol that is significant inside of that represents the force to create. So the three connected, being the male and female sexual union or the flame, you know, know saying inside of the garden connected and created the male creative power or the hominid. You know, so you have uh, Kethir, then you have Ina, and you have Chakma. Um, Kethir meaning the light, and then or the crown, and then Bina meaning understanding, and Chakma. Um, Meaning wisdom. So the, the Hebrew word, yes, yeah, yeah. What is it? It's open. You have to push it. Uh huh. What's up? I'm not 
I got you a little bit. All right, I'm trying to get it together. I know they can see not. <laughs> All right, so where is it? Where is it? Where were we? So the force of the nature, they were out there playing and everything. Again, that's energy and one of the most powerful present energies in life is sexual energy, but that's the energy to create. So those two forces, electromagnetic uh, energy or masculine and feminine, came together and created what we call Hanami. So if we're looking at, at the... Um, The Baphomet symbol here. We notice that let's make it a bigger one. Though. We notice that inside there, right there at the top, you got Kether. You know what I'm saying? That's the flame, the light. Again, Kether means light. But then we go and look upon. We look at the. Uh, Tree of Life here. We see Kether at the top. It's also the whole diagram basically, to me, the symbol reflects the same symbol of the document. Basically, you know, if you look at them very closely, you see Malkuth here. Then you see Kether all the way at the top and how each side corresponds to we're in a place with duality and then corresponds and connects back together. So there is a completion. So there is no such thing as harmony with light only, as well there is no balance with darkness only. So there is a, a um, if you will, a connection. So that's, that goes back or relates to uh, Simitwai, the union of the two lands, so we set, so we set, like darkness, darkness and light. You see the two moons, one moon in the right hand, the other moon in the left hand, and it brings about the interchange of of a commonality, basically union. So you have a dark moon, bottom moon, you have a light moon at the top. One is um, one hand pointing up and the other pointing down, the ancient phonetic symbol of as above, so below. As we were speaking on earlier in um, out of the, the chants and everything prior to uh, coming in on this, on this uh the necklace of exchange here. So we got, and as far as that sexual energy he's talking about, and the god of the wind takes those forces, uh, the sexual potency that came out of the divine interaction and then guides it to a woman who was praying as a child, or for a child. And that woman was one of the, was Hanuman's mother. So Shiva and Prabhati the shoe and technique. Um, they built up a lot of that energy, sexual energy, so much so that Shiva expressed itself or um, had an orgasm out into the atmosphere 
and because he didn't want to waste or pollute nature or create some kind of like corruption or, or, or one of those shadow beings, he asked the God of the wind, who is by you, to pick up that energy and make proper use of it. So the God of the wind take, took the forces or took that semen, that sexual energy, or, you know what I'm saying, that electromagnetic energy, the wind picked it up, and then through divine interaction, God did to the woman that was praying for a child who was Hanuman's mother. So that, that sexual potency is the God of wind who in Sanskrit is called God. But when I was reading, well, not reading, but what I'm reading now, but when I was saying that earlier, in the, from the, it's from the immortality, you know, truth without um, deceit, or truth without falsehood, it's certainly most true. Uh, so one part of it is that uh, it, say, it states that the wind carries it in its belly. So the father is the sun, the mother is the moon, and the wind carries it in its belly. Let me bring that up. So the, the Emerald Tablets, you, as you can read, if you see, I don't know if it's big enough, but anyway, it's right there. It says uh, um, on the second stanza, its father is the sun, its mother is the moon, the wind carries it in its belly. Its nurse is the earth. It is the origin of all, the consecration of the universe, the inherent strength perfected if it is turned into earth. What is he talking about? Is talking about the father, the sun, the sun came out the sky and had a baby. What with the moon? You know the wind carried in his belly. What? No, it's talking about the breath. How the breath? Uh, for instance, conception. You may have heard someone speak on this before, but conception, conceive. Concept means concept means brain basically, or hat. Except cap, like a baseball cap. So except in etymology means the head. So. Con, you know, so come from the head concept, and shin, T-I-O-N, means the state. So conception means basically the state of coming from the mind. So how do we gather energy that comes forth into the mind or the brain and then is emitted out of the sexual organ by way of the breath, basically? So we'll step down information from cosmic, galactic, then um, solaric and photonic energy that materializes in the forms of atoms and cells on a physical level. So as those things flow down through the portal, it states its father is the sun, meaning that it flows down from a solaric point of view and its mother is the moon. The moon can be looked at as a woman or man, so, so as the sun. The moon is that magnetic energy, the sun is that electric energy, and the wind or the breath is carrying both that masculine and feminine aspect as it is nursed on the earth. You know what I'm saying? So as it grows and is nurtured by Mother Earth, it becomes 
what it is, you know what I mean, over time, in space, if you will. Linear and circular, and that brings about that spiral and this change. You know, the two main movements of life are linear and circular, and when they are combined and are in agreement, it brings about a spiral, a spiraling effect. And in doing so, we have what is called basically um, DNA. But also, uh, different representations of what we look at as DNA. When we're looking at that, the the Baphomet, we notice that within the groin area or the phallus is a rod and two serpents coming up to meet at the head of the rod, and then it's a circle around it. So that rod is representative of the staff of Hermes, of course, and the two surfaces um, being recognized as the two energies connecting, like the Ida, Ida and Begala, or the sacral energies going back up to the spine, the cerebral spinal fluid going back up and connecting at the pineal gland. And that, in this case, it's right at the solar plexus region. So this is the staff of Hermes, which is talking about the lower base energies going back up and reaching the point of the pineal gland, pituitary gland region, and then causing or creating within one the transformation of enlightenment, a good health, good humor, basically. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we... We take it of the word enlightenment, the word enlightenment, and we throw it around. You know, it's some type of spectacular event. It is, it is really what it is. But reaching that point, you know, what I'm saying takes a it's, a, it's a process, and um, the ancestors went through it. You know what I mean? And they laid down paths for us to to uh, be able to create on those roads as well. Within this thing we call life without it being so physical and have strife within it, even if we ain't got nothing, you know what I'm saying, to talk about. But yet, you know, certain things has taken place to where um, we have forgotten our way. But you see that right there. It also coincides to different symbols that have been around for eons. You got these serpents intertwined, all representing one aspect, basically, and that's that DNA, as you see right there in the center, and that script, that word, those symbols within our genome, our genetics, that make us who we really are. Tapping back into that energy is tapping back into your Godhead, yourself, yourself, you know. As we look at it, as above, so below. So this the solar system here falling through the universe, floating down. Coming down, that's that step down information, if you will, or flowing up. So the DNA, the structure of the double helix, as above, so below. So if we're looking at that, we're also looking at our DNA coming from 
streamline them down from series A and B in that elliptical that takes place every 50 years and every great year of 460-some years. And we are almost at a great um, year. It's like 100 years or so, 100 years or more before that event takes place. That's one reason for the weather anomalies as well as force manipulation of uh you know, weather patterns due to geoengineering and that about right at the moment. But as you can see the DNA here and how our ancient brothers and sisters already they knew about this by way of the spiraling effect that were that was depicted on different sim in different symbols. You know, I'm gonna have to turn some light on in here. Starting to get dark. I think it's a nice day too. I got something I don't kind of I'm tired, I'm not really a little fatigued, you know, I've been out working out at the train with one of my brothers today. It was like So as above, so below. And we can look at different symbols that have been around this one, my favorite way. The dude wanna see the first time. Of course, it's the as above, so below there. One of the most common we've seen. Then you have John Travolta right there, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Fever, I mean, doing this uh, one two. I don't know what he's doing right there. One two shuffle. But you can see that he is, uh, yeah, as above, so below. And he got the all white on, the black, you know, representing her rule and set, you know, darkness and light on the the Illuminati checkerboard or whatever, really, yes. That is uh, pertaining to the universal grid. If you're dealing with physics and the threads of how all things in existence are like, uh, thread together to a inside of a pattern. Uh, yet, yeah, you have to be there. You have to be there with George Washington. <laughs> As above, so below. It's George Washington right there. You know, sitting up something like that. And uh, yeah, he got it. He's doing the pointing up and pointing down. He's yeah, it's another. It's another one. But check this out right here. <laughs> Oh, wrong one. Hold up. That's the knockers. Hold up. I'm going ahead of myself. Get back up here. <laughs> I didn't notice I scrolled. Here we go. So it says, images of the Baphomet demon and Jesus both display the same hand sign symbol. I wonder why. Is Jesus the devil and Baphomet God? Hey, okay. King James also authored a book on demonology. Right. King James when you did a book about demonology and all these demons, well, they call them demons, but of course, you you know the math on that Timon, you know. So, um, so images of the Baphomet, you see, 
and images of Jesus here. They're both holding up these two fingers, one pointing up, another pointing down. Why is Jesus always holding the fingers? What does that represent? You know what I'm saying? These two fingers. Why is document as above, so below? You know, um, what is it? What's going on with those fingers? You know what I'm saying? What is it connected to? So we we dealing with uh, um, the five phases, five fingers. <laughs> you know, within traditional Chinese medicine, the other fingers relate to a different aspect of our organ system. Those two fingers are the liver and the kidneys. And, uh, you know, we just went through Eastern winter. Winter is, a, is talking about the kidneys and the water. And um, that's right here, water. And then the next finger next to it is liver wood. It's talking about wood, or, and that's fruition, but that's spring. That's the liver. So your kidneys, water, wood, it's um, the liver. So those two fingers right there. In retrospect, are interconnected by way of that pattern, but also by way of what's going on in you know, purification. One of the two, two main orders that we would like to purify and detoxing is the liver and the kidney. Keep that blood flowing, which would be the fire right there, flowing properly so the earth can grow and be functional throughout the year. And the way that that takes place is by way of the lungs, which is metal. You know what I'm saying? The earth is uh, is the spleen. And then we have the heart right here is the fire. Wood is liver energy and water is kidney energy. So all those, that interplay right there, those five different elements, is also broadcasted within the symbol that we call Baphomet. Um, you know, of course, the pentagram is on the forehead of Baphomet. The interplay of those, those five different elements or the four modalities of will, fire, air, water, and earth, and spirit rising at the top. That's the Kepler right there. So this Baphomet is all over the place. Mystery systems um, dates back to the 19th century as far as Knight Templars and the Freemasons, but basically it's been around for for eons, you know. It's, it has different, different meanings. Uh, some look at it as a pan. It's me. 
of what Baphomet is, but from my own perspective, Baphomet, it's, uh, it's also, let me look at the uh, Monique, Monique before we go into the other representation we bring to the table. So it was faded behind something right there. So, so 13 days of preparation, reading this, right here, 13 days of preparation, the court significance of April 19th, May 1st. That's uh, May 1st is Beltane Day. Bel meaning Lord and Tame meaning fire, Lord fire. So April 19th is the first day of the 13-day satanic ritual day. If you want to call it satanic. Something that was practiced back in the day in paganism, if you will. And it wasn't so uh, grotesque or so aggressive. That's what we speak on today. But they still practicing these things as it trickled into different cultures and uh, different uh, ways of of people's personalities or perceptions. So this ritual day related to fire, fire god Bell or Molly, 
Nehemiah, the son of God, also known as the Roman God, Saturn, Satan, the devil. This day is a major human sacrifice day, demanding five sacrifices with an emphasis on children. This day is also one of the most important human sacrifice days and as such has had some very important historic events occur on this day. Let's talk about uh, May 1st, basically. But throughout the whole 13-day preparation for May 1st, is all type of stuff that takes place and does take place, even prior to that day. Um, so we're looking at Saturn right there, and we just viewed... Um, your boy right there, John Travolta, you know what I'm saying, Saturday night fever here, Saturday day, you know what I'm saying, basically Saturday representing, representing, representing Saturday, Saturday day, but also the sabbatic goat, or the goat of Mendes, another name or title for Alphamid is the sabbatic goat. So what day is Sabbath on? It's not Sunday in retrospect to Judaism, but we, what we say is Sunday for Christianity is not Sunday for so-called Jew. So Sabbath is on Saturday, Saturday, Sabbath day, you know, so that uh, Sabbatic goat, the Saturn um, goat. Okay. Um, hold up. Let's see what's going on here. God, forgive me. I've been all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Um, someone, someone that came in, my daughter and my niece came in. Love you. <laughs> so do you still on there? But, uh, Um, we've been in here, got a little distracted at the beginning due to some things going on with uh, connecting, but all in all, he's in there, he's on there. Try to get my best, my all to you. All right, so yeah, so that uh, Saturday day, Saturday, uh, Sabbath, Saturday night fever, in retrospect. We're going to look at this right here, too. Oh. It pertains to Saturn as the base energy. You know what I'm saying? Chakra. The base chakra. Also represents Capricorn. Aquarius. You know, Capricorn to be the ram. You know what I'm saying? That is the constellation as far as pertaining to star star astrology, constellation that it is connected to. It's the base energy and the subtle body is the etheric body. Because we're speaking on in us, you know, the tether or the etheric body, the ether, and the physical body. This is the base chakra related to the planet Saturn, Saturday, the deity within it's 
scope of uh, trying to find that picture. Talking about Monique. I want to do a brief definition. So, like, you looking at it. The other day, called me and asked me what I did on uh, 420. I was like, that was like, But related to 420, metaphysically and in these rituals that are being taking place, it's something, you know what I'm saying, fairly new 420. started back in the 90s with uh, the High Times book, the High Times magazine, and Jerry Garcia and the Great for Dead. Somebody that was floating around with them or something, working with uh, working with high times and all that. But anyway, it did it didn't they didn't coin it. I did I did some research. I did Google young athletes at a California school called the Waldo's would meet up four twenty. That was a code for after like basketball, baseball practice or whatever. They would meet up right there and they would smoke out at the wall, so they called the Waldo's. But um. This 420 was the time that they met, you know what I mean? But uh, they asked me, they like, what happened with 420? I was like, I forgot about the 420 because, you know, I don't smoke. So I wouldn't even think about it. But what I do on 420? So I went, me and Dr. Aline had brunch that morning, if I'm not mistaken. That's the right day. We had a, we had a whole food. But um, so... She was saying something about how um, whoever she was with at that on that occasion had a that that 420 was was based on a law that was being passed that had been passed in California for legalizing. And then I, I I was like, hold up, uh, when was this law? You know, what I'm saying approved when they passed this law, and it was passed in 2005. But, you know, this uh, 420 celebration has been going on since, like I said, the um, early 90s. It got popularized in the later part of the 90s, but it started in 1990. But this law was passed in 2005, and it's a 420 law. So, you know, there goes that Hegelian dialect, you know, where we have problem, we act, and solution. You know, not to get out of, we're going to get back to that, but Molik, this is out of, uh, out of the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary, and we are coming out of this book, speaking on the definition of Molik. All right, so Molik, king, ruler, counselor, judge, is the national god of the Ammonites, Children were sacrificed to him by way of fire. Malcolm is another name of this God. Metaphysically, Malik means the ruling of public opinion and of the mind of the flesh in one's consciousness. Children being sacrificed in the fire to this God signifies one mental burning or mentally burning and destroying new ideas by living fear of or deep regard for what other persons may think, public opinion. 
When the prejudice, customs, and desires of that outer man of flesh rule in one's life to the extent that one refuses or neglects to give place and expression to these new and higher ideas. So that burning, you know, that 420, 420 collective, I mean, everybody is, is on it. I, I, I can't knock it, I ain't brand new. I smoke. For a long period, cigarettes, weed, I smoke crack. You know what I'm saying? For a little say, not like that to talk about what I do. It's crazy when I was on a lot of different drugs, hard drugs, drinking all the time. You know? What I found is myself through, by way, through and by way of interaction with um, the ancestors, with the other corresponding representations of nature. Now, to each his own. You know, I mean, um, some things may seem to be sufficient, yet if you are noticing anything in your walk that has not yet manifested properly, certain things may need to be taken away and certain things may need to be added. But so metaphysically, Malik is talking about fear. You know, there really is only two emotions. And um, hold up. We... <laughs> Remember, symbols are all over the place. So symbols relates to the archetypal um, information that's within our DNA and how it, it spreads out and then forms the conscious reality that we have. So the same reality that we participate with. You know, the spirals, you know what I'm saying, going up. Those two different, those two different strands of uh, information or the RNA. But uh, basically, let's get together here. As above, so below, you know. We're going to look at we're looking at things taking place outside of us that may not particularly be perfect for a transition due to its apparent drive or motivation to bring about every desire and feeling. So the question is, are we on or do we own the trial itself? Trying self as a knower, thinker, and a doer is the aspect of one's nature, true nature. If we can recall, the majority of the population depends on the worldview closure on most subjects pertaining to life. So this can be troubling and mentally debilitating when not balanced with an intuitive perspective by observing the experience properly. You know what I'm saying? Hearing seeing and things. And, you know, as they say, believe half of what you hear and none of what you see. So knowing is believing. Um, I mean, seeing is uh, hearing is believing. Seeing is knowing and when you're becoming, you're participating with the energy. So that being, 
experiencing is being experiencing, knowing it's half the battle, but as you go through these exchanges, you have to see what it really is about by experiencing. So a lot of us are, we participate with this energy or life, and it's through the participation that is brought about well, through that participation, it brings about ideas and thoughts that may swamp our mind, and then we become attached to that sensation. It then forms our psychological atmosphere, thereby we become addicted to the stimulus that is fed to us from our senses through the external environment. Now, this can literally basically... Uh, stifle us. It can vacuum the life out of our persona solely on the account that the active dialogue that proceeds from these um, focused opinions that are delivered by the worldview are are based on fear. And we should definitely check the true self, should check each thought and be attentive of what we what is forming in that pattern of the information before we participate with that thought. And and if we should observe it and then conceive prior to actualizing it into a physical desire. So thereby the individual way to do itself would commence to catalog each preconceived idea before we activate it into a mishap of misery or gift of prosperity. So what I'm saying is that everything in creation, all physical things in creation, need momentum or motivation, attention, and desire, basically, which is in essence emotion or energy in motion. So that's that, you know, that that breath, that, that wind, that uh, you know, what I'm saying the wind carries it in its belly. You know what I mean? So that energy going up, then it, you know, is nursed by the earth. But then as it flows, it's, uh, you separate the earth from the heaven, the subtle energy from the gross energy. And then it gently, by way of the mind, it transforms into what it is in actuality. You know what I'm saying? So Uh, what it states is that uh, the latter part of the immortality it states or the as above and below part aspect of the immortality. It states that uh, many wondrous applications come from this pattern. So when the worldview as we know it, as again, is based on two emotions, love and fear. But basically, the strongest at is most of, in uh, in retrospect is one of the strongest emotions right now is it is fear. So as these fundamental desires are subdued and arrested and forced fed this toxic type of reality, it produces light that is based on fear and that energy then gives off the um, manifestation from the participants attention that has been focused on this fear externally and it, and the light of intelligence or the immortal light of the intelligence 
for the hidden intelligence, the hidden life of the intelligence, Amin Ra, is transformed into what has um, been observed in repetition. You know, the easiest way to brainwash a person is repeatedly telling the same thing over and over, and it, it gets stained in their brain. So, therefore, whatever's in the mind set, again, you know what I'm saying, turns into what has been perpetrated within the breath. What we're breathing in, we breathe back out, conceiving what is in the mind or in the brain, this hologram. So, when all this taking place, it is wise to, like I said, check yourself, your true self, and notice where these thoughts are coming from, be attentive of the pattern of that information and observe your actions that are conceived prior to the actualization of the physical activity. So see it in mind first and notice what you're about to do. Then start cataloging all these preconceived ideas before it activates into something that we might not necessarily find helpful for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So like what I was saying with 420, you know, um, some people might think it's whatever is, you know, is the date of the, the passing of that law, or they might have found, you know, did the research on it about 420 back in the day, you know. But uh, I look at it like 420, 42, and the 42 assessors of a series of 42 um, confessions of my act seven times six, you know what I'm saying? Yet when we have a distraction or anything that's obstructing that path to get back to the truth of one's own true nature. You know, I was doing the forty two earlier, that was that new proof. So I so check out check out the T. I ain't I ain't break it out but I to break it out what time we got ten o'clock. Been on here for a day. So we got the T right here, so new true new This is this is a a brand right here. This is a personal T-shirt that I, I made myself here. I'm gonna bring them out if y'all want one. Hit me up. Hit up Dr. Aline or something. I get them out there to you. Maybe you can see it might be too much light. Yeah, like kind of bright right there. Let me just see. This is the black version. Hold on. Over. As you can see, it has camera crazy, ain't it? Like in these times, it has uh, Osir, Iset, Saluki, and Ampu on there. So that's if you, what it says right here at the top, right there in the middle of the beard. Nupu Nuk. Nupu Nuk means I am that I am. So you got Nupu Nuk. Now, I was saying earlier, Nupu, you know, it's like Nupu Nepalu. Nupu Nepalu, Nepalu. Or Nupu Nepalu, meaning Nep again, Lord or Light, but he is Lord. So Nep and Light, Lord of Light, Nepalu. 
So we're going to go back into that name, to the name um, Ba'neb Ejitsi. So the Lord, the soul of the Lord of Asir. The, or the backbone or the energy that is the tech spine, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be it will be um um the Lord of the soul spine or the energy, the Lord of the soul of the energy. Again, this is the black version here. We go this way. Uh, I got the difference because this is what it says on the back. Nuku nu, I am that I am. So nuku means I am. Then you put the other nuke on there. I am. I am that nuke. I am who that. And then nuke again. I am that I am. And of course, these deities don't live outside of yourself. You know the deal. Okay, where are we at? There we go. Who the wisdom? That's again the protector. Well, the, that uh, tree of life right there. I'll see at the top. You got the Ruti, wisdom, Chokma. Then you have Ampu, which represents the deck. At the eighth seat, you have Asset, who represents the ninth seat. And also means the seat. Was the kingdom, the side. But you can see how it flows out right there. If you need to watch that. This is the same shirt, but it's gray. You got the same symbols on it. But, it, you know, like I said, I got different ways of putting these shirts together. If you would like one, let me know. 15 a pop. This is on the strength of what it does, how you got to put it together. You're on this one, you know. I, I make them on the machine over here in those uh, joints. So, yeah, Malik and fear and the Hegelian dialect. So this fear is operating source of our delusion, if you will. How so? We're going to go into this realm right here, you know, a little current event. A little current event, you know, even like this is a picture here. So, you know, we have a lot of misinformation out there. We say something's going on and it's going on. So I, I see people glued to the box all the time, to TV, glued to, you know, the, the, the ghost in the, the shell. And they don't understand why they can't get away from it. But it's a lot going on with the training process and all that other good stuff. But basically, television media refuses us daily with information and images that are trans.
thing uh, by way of the sun, you know, so even in the artificial state it had to originate from the spiritual aspect from the religion. So we pick it up and, and we try to enforce our we try to force ourselves to believe shit. But, you know, from zero, <laughs> ground zero ain't nothing to do hologram. But we get caught up in that emotion and we like I said, we force ourselves. It is intent over force, intelligence over the force, you know, of the energy and movement. You know what I'm saying? See it in this non-movement, it's easy to manipulate, you know. So uh, we focus that energy. Um, Dr. Chris Wilson said, uh, Francis Chris Wilson said that we must be able to utilize our energy force in a laser-like manner to neutralize the war approaching us. You know what I'm saying? So basically, um, what I've seen in that is we need to be more natural in our daily, our day-to-day activities. You know what I'm saying? Participate with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's the spoon or the food or the substance is on the spoon more important. What's more important, the spoon or the substance? You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, is the tool more important than? what is being taking place inside the action. And in, re- in reality, neither one is more important. It's how we balance both energies together to form the truth in our experience. Sometimes we get caught up on the sustenance, sometimes we get caught up on the tool that we use to get to that, to get that sustenance in. Don't get caught up on the hype of media. We're going to look at a few things that took place in the last couple of days real quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? But let's, before I do that, let's tie in with melanin and how melanin um, and bakumet are related. The melanin being um, pretty much everything. You know what I'm saying? If you look at it like that, it is. Okay, that's where that is, but uh, where is that? I know these awkward moments where I just <laughs> let's try to find this clip real quick. Where is it? All right, it's just not there. Maybe I don't that. But anyway, so melanin is all things. You know, what I'm saying um, the hidden light of the intelligence, ancestral information. Ankh-Star ancestors, you know what I'm saying, Merkaba, Ankh-Star, the answer. So from my own perspective, this can also be viewed as the nanodimers that, that formed in the carbon that eventually formed into life or the melanated populace of this planet. So from whatever these comments and meters were doing when they crashed down onto the domain eons ago, where 
described as step-down information, meaning that universal cosmic information to galactic, to solaric, to photonic information or, or light that is embedded in all vessels or every object on this planet Earth. So everything is subject to that. So back, going back to the Emerald Tablets where it says uh, it overcomes every subtle thing and penetrates every solid thing. Talking about talking about that subtle energy, that photonic energy step down from solaric energy step down from galactic from cosmic from universal energy. So it's penetrating everything, that atom, a thing, that's a rock. You know what I'm saying? Penetrating all things in existence, every subtle thing and every solid thing. So that's melanin. And when we look at when we really Dealing with your natural self, and like even with a symbol of optimism, you do have to participate with truth in our experience, and that means nature. Because everything's already paved out, actually speaking, but then going against what is already there, because the ego is going to tell us something different by way of five senses. You know what I'm saying? It may lead us astray or hinder our, our path and make things longer, take longer. So when the science of Baphomet, because this is the science of Baphomet, it's a, it's a real type of science. Science means to know, you know, basically, to Latin, or to know. And it's a, it's a real one, but you have to acknowledge it and understand the philosophy and the principles behind it. So this process brings about, it has to be obtained by willpower, basically, spiritual willpower. Okay. But then it develops you into that king here, that guy here, by way of utilizing the elementary world of that step-down information within your um, prescribed reality. So like the Emerald Tablets and the symbol of Hermes and the operation of what it's speaking about is that motive power, that motive energy. You know what I'm saying? It, it is a universal magical power or spiritual power, you know what I'm saying? That's very intense and aggressive, if not balanced and harmonized. So the whole symbol of Baphomet, talking about the harmony of those two realms, you know what I'm saying? The feminine aspect, the masculine aspect. Um, as you can see, the Baphomet has. Um, breast of a woman and the phallus of a man. Um, it has a, a goat's head speaking of animalistic nature and then it has wings of a bird speaking about flying above those, that animalistic uh, lower self. You know, the, the goat or the ram is a, a very intelligent animal, very 
very curious, disturbing. You know what I'm saying? So the, the horns on the back of it represent well-being. We participate with, uh, like, uh, Thanksgiving, you got that cornucopia, which means the horn of plenty, the symbol of abundance and nourishment, everything it goes back to that rain man, um, the same mythology of Remiano. So the five-pointed star represents the four modalities, earth, air, water, you know what I'm saying, Earth, I mean, air, fire, air, water, and earth, and then spirit rising. And that goes all the way to the top of the light with Kessler, fast counting, crown. So that in the plane of those energies, in its correct function, brings about the interchange of light and sound to the pomegranate, plane, which is um, the melanin, melatonin is formed in the spirit throughout the body. Two hands forming up, as above, so below. So, you know what I'm saying? You've got those two interconnected energies of mother and father within that. That's the sacred marriage, the heroes, gameos. It's also the opus, um, it's called the great work, the opus magnus. So, that great work, it, it doesn't take place overnight. Although he was born enlightened, it, it took. 30, 40 years for has become unenlightened, so to speak, due to um, the practice of certain um, ideologies and dogmas that may not have necessarily been healthy or true to us, but we went through it for the experience, so can't knock it. Yet, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you need to go and sit in meditation for 30 years to try to figure out how to get the point of spirituality. It's just like certain symbols that if we focus on them improperly and we don't see the actualization within it, then it may be because uh, we want to do our feel better. So we have, you know, the one arm saying saw, the other saying coagulate. Saw means to dissipate, coagulate means to congeal or to um, harden. So in alchemy, you know, you, you burn off certain energy and you harden certain energy. To try to form, to burn off the lid to try to form the gold. You see my picture, it's gold and black. And, uh, so, get to that spiritual realm, you got to use that melody properly, dark and light, used together, and bring about an interchange and exchange of uh, the proper lines that will, you know, in, in essence, bring about. Um, well-being and good health, good healing, longevity, but you accessing your ancestry information, you tapping into your uh, past and your future without even being in the ground physically, but staying in this moment of now time and, and being able to do who and what you're supposed to be doing, do what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and do what we are here for is one of the main things we get you know, further in life, but it also frustrates us when we have no knowledge of ourselves and we taint and everything is pertaining to that fear element that we have been spoon fed over time and forced to believe is our truth. When in actuality, it is. So, what media is doing. Cut to this, to this chase right here. <laughs> Cut to the scene. 
other day, Sri Lanka, what was it, actually Easter. So Easter was on the 22nd. I don't know, I don't keep up with days, but I think it was. 22nd. Today is uh, 23rd. Easter Monday was yesterday. That was the 22nd. So Easter Sunday was 21st. So the 21st of April, there was a big bunch of bombings over in Syria. Laka. Laka means island. Syria means beautiful. Also, it derives from Syria. Syria is another way, but that's Arabic for light. So this island of light, you know what I mean? Um, there again goes back to Haru. But it's uh, it's one of those rituals, you know, fire blowing up, you know, fire rituals that's within that 13 days again. So it's on the 21st. A collective ritual was, of course, the 420 holiday or holy day. I don't know what you call that. But basically, you know, that 420 is engineered, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, how they going to put 420 as the law that was passed in, in California to legalize marijuana if it wasn't already within the Hegelian dialect, problem, reaction, solution? Just as this, as this right here, like the, the Sri Lanka bomb. Problem, reaction, solution. Right now, the problem is the actual bombings, and reaction is what's going on. I haven't heard of a solution, but you best believe it was already predetermined prior to the event taking place physically. They sat down somewhere, and this is what the collective uh, powers would be that who seeks in these powers of illusion came together, and when we do see whatever conclusion or whatever the uh, solution may be. You know what I'm saying? You know, they went in and bombed a big bunch of churches and hotels, you know what I'm saying, where, you know, people were, you know, on Easter. Easter, Esther. Esther is another name for star. Astar, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or go back to Ishtar, you know what I'm saying? But Easter. Uh, and, you know, we're dealing with children because of Easter. So that goes into the um, the ritualistic rites that they that do take place at this time of year is um, like a, what was it called the uh, Ides of March, but on this particular day it's Easter in um, April nineteenth, which is human sacrifices and blood. Rituals, you know, saying male or female adults, but also ceremonial uh, preparation, holding for sacrificial victims and abduction, like the thing was saying about Malik, you know, um, in concern with um, taking children and having him sacrificed. So Ishtar is the consort of, of uh, Demuzi in Sumerian, in Sumerian pantheon, and their child is Tammuz, Tammuz, who is um, where we get the word Thomas from. Thomas means twin, and you know anything about the Bible, you know, Thomas and Jesus, or Yeshua, Tammuz, Thomas, 
and Yeshua Yeshua the good cleanse for that Thomas and his twin. Just a doppelganger is that is that tether, you know, they tie together. But uh when that thing took place, you know, it was a big bunch of churches in relation to uh, what's going on with sun energy, Easter, you know what I'm saying, solar energy, and if it's stepped on, I just step down and and um, manipulated with that fear element, place of love, and that fractalization takes place their own off, but it starts to trickling, you know what I'm saying, so they one emotion of love, all of a sudden it just turns into a big bunch of hate and fear, you know, everybody running for their dead life, scared to die, you know, even though they, you know, I'm about to go to heaven and everything, so that now, and know, you know, I know it's a strange reality already, but participate with it. I'm just going through it real quick, you know, so, you know, so Siri Lanka right there, so we have a, a different take on it, it's Siri, so light, Siri, like Syria, uh, and Lanka, so Lanka means um, island, so the Siri also means beautiful island, but the, um, the island of light, and then when we look at this uh, other event that took place back in March, this guy, uh, I forget his name, Philip or something, right? You know what I'm saying? King Philip right here again, right? Um, March 15th, which is actually um, the day of March Ides, uh, you know what I'm saying, what we just, I was just speaking on. But the uh, Ides of March is a is a unlucky day, they say. You know what I mean? A lot of people got um, massacred and shit like that. I think they said Julius Caesar was uh, assassinated on the 15th of March or the Ides of March. Ides is in, it's, it's talking about the moon phases, and that's when the uh, full moon between March or between the 15th and the 17th, the full moon, we usually appear. So you have a uh, cow, then you have a uh, moon. The moon, the cow will be representing the, uh, the new moon, then uh, new represent the, uh, the quarter moon, then you have eyes representing, that will represent basically the, uh, the full moon date. But that's also when they said, that's why they called it the March of Odds is being unlucky because they said Julius Caesar was assassinated on that day. But see what happened here is dude goes in and he goes to these uh, different areas within this uh, city um, inside of New Zealand. And the city was called Anur. And you know what Anur means? Anur Nur, N-O-O-R, is Arabic for light. I think the name is, is Church, Christ Church, or something like that. But that's another, uh, you know, take on on who we are as far as people. But they're doing it from a different perspective, a different angle. You know what I'm saying? But uh, our Nur, Nur means light again. So we go back to Sri Lanka. And also the churches and hotels where people are. So bring about that fear element. Uh, you know, then all of a sudden, 
uh, what was the day on that one? It was uh, it took place over there in um, Paris, France. It was April 15th, so that's like 31 days, 30 days after uh, what happened with in March, with the eyes of March. So you got this thing go jumping off with uh, the Notre Dame, you know, Our Lady, Notre Dame, talking about Mary, Mary Energy. That's going back to uh, Easter, Ishtar, again. 